Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. The post-Civil War landscape of the American West offers escape and opportunities to many new immigrants who come to the country's shore. A few of them brave the journey to the camp town of Missouri Crossing, each looking for a new lease on life in the Dakota Territories. Join the settlers of Missouri Crossing, including Gregory Smith, played by Joaquin, Sister Margaret Miller, played by Monica, Bjorn Hagman, played by Chris, and Craig as the keeper of arcane lore, as we explore the horrors that await us on Down Darker Trails. So the three of you uh, kick open the door and confront a terrified-looking Herman Brewster as the man looks up from his accounting book and his eyes dart between the three of you and kind of settle on Bjorn. Uh, I'm going to say scenes on you guys. I just kind of put my hand on the on the gun and I just kind of, my gun, I walk up to him like within a foot and I'm just looking down at him, like seeing if he backs up, you know what I mean, from his chair. Right, like he tries to get up out of the chair and back up, but it's actually not a very big building, and the four of you like barely fit in there. There's like, like the the chair and desk that he's at. There's the door, and like there's like a small like iron safe in the corner, and a couple like raised uh, surfaces for writing, but and like a pair of scales for weighing uh, gold or silver, but. Like he's trying to back up against the wall and almost try to push himself through the wall, but he can't. So, and like, Gre- sorry, Gregory will sort of make sure to step up and also, like, you know, put a hand on Bjorn's arm just so he can s- and say, We're just here to talk right now, okay? We're just here to talk, making sure to give like a very significant look towards Bjorn. I kind of nod to him and I kind of like step back a step or two and i kind of like sit on the desk you know what i mean the um, yeah the the terrified accountant comes a little bit but he kind of uh looks at uh gregory and says yeah you just keep your keep your dog on a leash this is this is a place of business and of course of course of course we'll just we just have to talk and then we'll leave what do you want i i told you everything already Ah, that's but that's the point. You you didn't tell us everything. We were forced to leave. We didn't get to finish our conversation, Herman. What were you so angry about, Herman? What were you so scared about earlier? What got you all worked up when I was asking about that girl? Uh, she wasn't one of ours. That's that's all. I, I swear that's all. Oh, and you're that concerned about the community that when you heard that, you were really worried, huh? What about Lavender? What happened a couple of weeks ago, Herman? I don't know. What do you mean, Lavender? What's wrong with Lavender? Who was visiting her a couple of weeks ago, Herman? What's going on in with those hordes of yours? I've heard stuff goes on there that sounds pretty crazy at night in the rooms there. Uh, I mean, pretty much every man in this camp has been through there at one point or another. How Herman, am I supposed not, to keep track of them all? Herman, you're not listening to me, Herman. A couple of weeks ago, there was someone in one of those rooms who was sounding really intense, really interesting. Maybe a little different than you're used to hearing. What was that, Herman? And he pauses and looks at the three of you. I I don't know. Sex? And I look at Freeman for a second. I'm like, Mr. Freeman, will you answer me a question? Yeah. uh, What's up? What do we do to people out in the prairies there that we find uh, 
you know, a part of uh, hurting women and covering up their disappearance. What kind of justice do we do out there? Well, are you talking about the the prairie justice there, Mr. Hagman? Yeah, of course. Yeah, the prairie justice. Well, what does that entail? If uh, Let's just say Mr. Herman here was in the prairie and we found out that he was part of covering up a, a lady being murdered and killed and maybe other ladies coming to harm. What kind of stuff would happen to him, would you say? Well, you know, out there all alone, man doesn't stand much of a chance, especially if he's hurting a bit. You know, might just take a club and hobble him and just leave him for the animals. I I, oh. I, I tell you, Mr. Brewster, a hobbling over here, you might might survive to get into town, seeing as though you're in the middle of there, but might make things a little bit more difficult for you. Yeah, you know, I, I like that idea a little bit. And I say, you talk about beasts, right? And I look at down at this hermit again, and then I kind of like get off the desk and I pull my gun out of the holster. I like kneel down in front of him and I put like, you know, the gun on his thigh while I'm holding onto it and kind of like pointing it, you know what I mean? Up at him that kind of was like the handles on there. And his eyes are darting between you and Russ and then again settle on Gregor. And he's like, I thought we were just talking. And we are. But if you're not, if we if you're just talking if you're not really giving us much to talk about, then then words aren't are gonna have to check, move on to actions. You see, Mr. Herman, I don't like your type. It's not your religion or nothing like that, but I don't like the type you're around. You take advantage of people. I've seen your type before. You tried to cover it up with your fancy laws, and you tried to cover it up with your business, but deep down inside, I kind of like pointing the barrel of the gun like around the sternum. You know when I do that, like touching gently? Deep down inside in that heart of yours, there's a coward, and it's tainted, and it's nasty. You're right. You're right. I, I, I'm just... I'm just a civil servant here. Really, it's all I'm doing, you know, law and order and stuff. It's it, it's Greer you want. He's the man who's doing all these protection things. That's who you want. And I slowly, like, like take the barrel, like, along up his chest, you know what I mean? And I kind of, like, like, just gently put it on his Adam's apple. I don't have it cocked or anything, you know what I mean? I'm like, here's the thing, Mr. Herman. I, I know about Mr. Greer's type. But there's more to this. I'm looking at him like really intensely right now. There's more dealing with those women. What's going on with those women that we don't know about? What's Mr. Greer doing um, with those I, women? I'm going to let you make a intimidate role at this point. Um, I'm going to give you a plus 20 because you got Damn. two, uh, you know, big guys you brought back up with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. I got to get less than 47. Yep. Success. Well, I mean, there there are there are uh, others, I guess, in town. Like, and he's like struggling to say something, and it kind of reminds you about earlier that morning when he was when you were talking to Carol. Like, like Mister Weave, and like as he says the word Weaver, you see his left eye just burst and squirts blood and goo all over you guys i'm gonna eat a sanity roll at this point oh shit i'm like i didn't pull the trigger (laughs) oh fuck me god oh god dude oh come on pass i pass thank god wait i got a i got a three yes yeah you (laughs) so i'm gonna say the the three the two of you um still lose one from the gore okay and i've lost five sanity today does that like I don't know. It's not in a works. game hour. 
Okay, gotcha, gotcha. And um, okay, <laughs> um, that was for Russ. How much did he lose? That's what I'm finding out. Oh, oh God! Fucking, <laughs> what did you bring me into? <laughs> so uh, Russ loses four. Um, oh, he, which isn't quite five in one go. And like he's like, what the fuck was that? And then like there's like, he like screaming and crying coming from um herman and he's just like clutching his eye and say i didn't mean to i didn't mean to i didn't mean to i'm just looking I'm, i stepped the back i got like all this shit on my face i'm looking at gregory like what the fuck like i don't know how to react to this situation yeah gregory he would he, as soon as his eye popped he would have just immediately just like like put his back against the wall like drawing his own gun just like like eyes just looking around just like he doesn't know what the hell's going on can you make listen rolls all both of you? All right. All right. Um, let me uh oh, and if we pass something, we gotta mark it off, right? So give me a second. I'm oh, sorry, mark yep. it off. Um intimidate. Um, and then listen, where's listen at? Well, I okay. made it a nine out of thirty. Can you remind me where listen's at? A B C F G H I. Oh, I see it right here. I got fifty. Okay, sorry. I apologize. It's been a while since I looked at these sheets, man. I'm all like shaking out of excitement right now. Not shaking, but like hands are all jittery, and I fail. 58 out of 50. So, uh, Gregory, um, you, you see, like, Bjorn is just kind of, like, still, like, um, just covered in igu, but you, uh, um, being a little bit more removed and observant, as, as your characters want, you hear dachshunds barking um, next door. Okay, so are there any, like, windows or something nearby? Yeah, there's the one window that you can see that, um, that you were able to um, have your like observations on him earlier. All right, so so the docks are they near the like in the direction of the window, or would I have to go outside to like get a get a look at? They're from the adjacent building, probably um, second floor of the uh, Silver Dollar. So we could go outside the front door and just avoid oh, easy. it. We don't have to yeah. go through the window. Yeah, easy. Just it's sort of like a cue, like some someone's heard something. Yeah. So yeah, Gregory, who like there's, there's something outside, and then he'll like you know go out the door. I just grabbed like Freeman by the arm and I'm like pushing him out, you know, even though he's bigger than me. And I turn around to look at uh, Herman and I just like shake my head and I just like fucking run out and close the door behind. And I, I'm like, as we're running off, I like, we're like a distance away. I'm going to look at Freeman. I'm like, grab your men, meet him at Gregory's house. I look at Gregory. I'm like, go watch your family. And I'm going to go get sister Miller. And I just like go and run towards my horse and like get on my horse and ride towards where she's at. So, so before, yeah, so, sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. So yeah, uh, and as for, can I make a spot hit and to see if I see what like what anything that might have caused the dogs to bark? Or, I mean, you're pretty sure you <laughs> know <pop>. what. <laughs> okay, like, there's a bunch of screaming and yelling after the uh, the incident. Well, I just I wanted to make sure that you know the uh, you know, it wasn't like you know, a magician going like ooh, right next door and. No, you guys are pretty loud following that, especially uh, Russ. Okay, so yeah. So yeah, Gregory will hightail it out of there. So um, Russ um, uh, rides off to uh, pick up some of his uh, drover friends and um, eventually um, uh, makes his way back over to uh, your camp. Uh, Gregory, uh, you and Bjorn kind of uh, ride in together. Uh, so what what are you doing? What's going through your guys' head right now? 
Well, Reverie, since he since he didn't know, you know, didn't see the earlier scene with Carol, he he really has no idea what that, you know, that that he just you know just eye popping just came out of nowhere, and so now he is like you know he he's he is part of him is like, did Bjorn do that somehow? That did, is that just a thing that just you know and you like get so much stress or eye pops out, or or is it, or is it more like? something much more sinister going on because he knows something something bad happened but he but he's you know he's not quite sure what caused it so he's not sure how worried he should be right um yeah it's i mean you, you didn't see the thing earlier so it's like you may not put two and two together um yet but it definitely was weird um sister margaret um you're kind of settling down for the night. Um, you know, you do your your rosary with um, Sister Michael before bed. And, you know, now that you've gotten rid of that dreadful book, um, you're, you have other things to occupy your mind. But you hear, like, hooves galloping into camp at this point. She's going to be, I'm assuming, in her tent. And she uh, first thing she does is she sits up. She sets her rosary down and she's going to grab a, something that she can throw over her shoulders to kind of, you know, conceal her chest. And she's just in a long nightgown and she's going to poke her head out of the tent and kind of squint her eyes in the darkness to see. And she hears somebody coming over. So she's going to kind of step outside and see if it's someone coming for her. Uh, yeah, you definitely see uh, Bjorn and Gregory um, as they're kind of like dismounting over by the area that you set up for the horses in your little like compound. So once she sees that it's Bjorn and Gregory, she's going to kind of march over barefooted with one of her hands holding, uh, you know, the shawl around her chest you know, closed. She's going to march right up to Bjorn and say, where on earth were you? What happened with you earlier? I'm going to jump down off my horse with the blood and gore still splattered all over my face, intently looking at her. (laughs) Just like, and I'm just going to like walk into her tent because I assume people have like wash basins, right? And these like tents with water and shit. Yeah, it's pretty common. I'm just going to walk past her and go into her tent and just like start splashing my face off and like, you know what I mean? getting all this shit off my face all like try to scrub my hands off and try to just you know what i mean trying to do whatever i can so she's gonna look at gregory since he just bjorn kind of just walks past her and he's all bloodied up and she's kind of like stuttering for a second like will somebody please tell me what on earth is going on we went to see the jew uh herman brewster uh i we, we 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 wanted to talk to him about what happened with uh, someone named Lavender I uh, about a couple weeks ago and he was gave us a name but then his eye blew up his eye and she kind of looks back towards Bjorn and then back at Gregory well did you get into a fight no that's the damnedest thing it, it i i was make, i was making sure that Bjorn didn't get too carried away and his eye just exploded like it was like somebody had shot him in the back of the head but nope there was nobody else there jean comes out of the tent like holding like a travel bag that he found in her just like kind of puts it in her chest i'm like pack your stuff you're coming with us this isn't safe go 
stop that. And she kind of like <laughs> smacks the travel bag out of his hands and watches it hit the dirt. I'm not going anywhere until you tell me what on earth is going on. I had something to tell you earlier and you just marched off about Carol. You know how she couldn't remember the name of that man. Lavender also could not remember for the life of her who assaulted her. And the more I pressed, the more I asked, the more she had those strange amnesia ridden headaches. I grab her by her shoulders, like not like, you know, abusively, you know what I mean? But firmly and i look at her i'm like i have his name grab your stuff we got to go you're not safe here alone and gregory of course will be like what what are you talking about amnesia what are you talking about never mind that what about sister michael what about father Nors? i can't just leave them behind they won't go after them we have to be together right now at least tonight we have to figure out what's going on i have the name i have protection for us so she's just kind of gonna squint a little bit kind of give him that angry stare and then after a couple seconds of just like silence and angry staring she's just gonna say fine and she's gonna bend down grab her you know her suitcase kind of press it to her chest and then say do i at least get to wear shoes for this expedition mr hagman and i just like look at her and i'm like of course get them (laughs) so she's just gonna run back and grab her stuff leaving uh him and gregory out there to discuss and I just look at Gregory like, this is no, this isn't good, Gregory. This isn't good. I, I admit it was strange, but what, did you see some of that list before? Like, why are you acting? Yes. Earlier today, yes. When they were trying to talk about that man, that Mr. Weaver, the lady, her nose started bleeding. They act like they forget what they're talking about. I've seen something like this before. This isn't right. Huh. This town. And I'll look at him intently for a second. Like, my eyes are all, like, blazing. This town is tainted, Gregory. It's like the land where we came from. I, 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 I see. We have to excise it. Yes. 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 We do. But, but, but so, uh, do you know anyone named Weaver? No, but I find out. I tell you that we have men with us. Gregory, can you make me an intelligence roll, just straight intelligence, to get me an idea? Okay. Let me see what I have. Forty-six out of forty-five. Dang it! Uh, can I spend? Can I spend the luck just to put down one point? Yeah, sure. Why not? Yes. Yeah, gotta uh, sap that luck from you guys. I'm down to sixty-eight luck. Well, uh, you do recall a, a little card game you played with a Cornelius Weaver a couple months ago. Oh. Uh, and then you just you see Gregory like the name just clicks in place, and he's just, oh, I think I know the man. Who? Who is he? Uh, I played a card game with him just just after shortly after we got out of the town. I knew there was I knew there was something off about that man. He uh, his name is Cornelius Weaver. He he's I think he's. South somewhere, from south somewhere, might have lost things during the war. But I, t- <laughs> I did not like that man. He just talking to him that made almost made your skin crawl. There was nothing I could put a finger on it, but there was just something. We'll talk more about this at your house when we get her and we get Freeman's men. We'll figure a way out. We'll get answers, Gregory. I swear to you. So are you basically deciding to kind of hole up and um, just for tonight? Yeah. Yeah, just in the area, you know, have tents or what. Just like 
you know, this is a tense fucking thing. You know what I mean? And just oh, like, yeah. and like law it's, protection numbers. And it's established <laughs> like that it. he has a cabin already finished, built because yeah. he has the forge yeah. in there already. So, yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll I'll say the the three of you um, are able to get over to uh, Gregory's uh, cabin in the adjoining forge. Um, and I put Margaret on my horse, just so you know, in a weirdly like protective yeah. manner, you know. So yeah, and it, it's it's not too far um, away, especially if you're like taking horses over there. Um, uh, it, you wake up little Mary and she's kind of excited to see little um, visitors. Zeke is barking. Um, Mark keeps sleeping. Um, um, you know, Abigail and Samantha um, quickly get tea and um, Gregory, Samantha is asking you what, what's this about as um, Russ and like a couple drovers that he could um, uh, pick up along the way, just basically start garrisoning your home. Okay, so I, I'll explain what do I say? Yeah, because uh, like your entire family and your kids are listening to this, and it's what what, we'll talk what do you outside. say? Yeah, we'll talk outside the adults with the table, like the picnic table that we all know he has in front of his. You know what I mean? Yeah, then they cut to like, or all the kids have their their ears. Up yeah, I know. The right, they're trying to listen. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Gregory, he is like clearly struggling to find the words to explain what just happened am i with him like when i'd say sure sure i'm um, like do you all want to be out there kind of having a discussion then yeah i'd say miss smith deserves to be out there so i'd say like miss smith mr smith yeah all the adults yeah yeah sister miller russ and his men and i are sitting out there okay and i'm gonna have i'm gonna have johan uh, watch the kids inside kind of like be like okay keep them occupied yeah you're protecting the kids sure yeah, of course he's nope. George right there with them all this trying to listen. Yeah, in. I know. <laughs> so I'm gonna sit at this table. I can imagine like, oh, would this table be something like to fit like six people or something? I'm sure a couple of Russ's are uh, Freeman's men. What's Freeman's first name? Russ, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Russ's men are like standing because they can't sit or whatever, you know. And I'm just like, um, all right, listen. And I just like I know people have questions, and hopefully we have answers. But let me explain from the beginning. So. There was that lady who was found by Sister Miller's uh, uh, by the river. She's not a a, a a prostitute. She we don't know who she is, um, but she had similar markings that Sister Miller here found on a prostitute named Lavender. Uh, when Mil- when S- Lavender has no idea where she got these wounds, and when Sister Miller brought me to talk to a caretaker named Carol, every time I tried to bring up what happened two weeks ago when those marks were found carol would act as if her memories weren't working anymore like she had no memories and then when i pressed her her nose started bleeding profusely i look at miller sister miller like am i missing anything yes in fact you are after you left me with carol all alone i was tending to her face and i noticed that her eye she had a spot of blood right outside the color of her eye, as if blood vessels were starting to burst the more she tried to remember. It began with a headache with your first question. The second time you asked, she had a nosebleed. And by the third time, it was the nosebleed, the headache. She seemed awfully frightened by something, and her eye began to have blood spots on it. And then, so, and I look at her, there's a moment where, like, I want to, like, 
tell her why I fled, but then I'm like around other men. So I like, I feel like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to have that moment of openness. And then I'm like, so Russ and Gregory and I go to talk to Herman because I felt like he, there was something he wasn't telling us last time we talked to him and we pressed him the same way. And and I just look at Gregory, like I'm at a loss of words. You know what I mean? His, and I just shake my head and like his eye exploded, exploded. Samantha Miller crosses herself and a few of the drovers kind of like spit on the ground. And I lie not Russ was there and Gregory were there and witnessed it too. But he gave us a name before his eye exploded. A name of a man named Mr. Weaver. And I look at Sister Miller. That's the name we were trying to get. And Gregory, and I motion my head towards Gregory, has met him before. Yeah, I met him at a car game in the, at the Silver Dollar once, a few months ago. He was a blonde southerner. Made the skin crawl just by talking to you, but I, I didn't really, I don't really know that much about him. He we talked for a bit, then he left, and I haven't really seen hide or hair of him since. There's a lot of murmuring and like, like side conversations, like uh, like trying to suss out if like you're actually as a group believed. If it, you you all have the feeling like if it was like one person saying this, you'd probably be crazy. But you got like several like key community leaders speaking about this threat of Mister Weaver, so they're at least willing to hear you out over it. But like there's like side conversations and there's like um it's like, well, who's this guy? I don't know. And it's like, well, what well, what do we do? Is one uh question that gets echoed out. We excise this evil that's in this town, but we've got to find out more. And I look at everyone, all of us experienced what we did that night out on the way here. Yes, I'm looking at each one like in the eye, you know, not making e- each like recognize the fact that we all saw some fucking crazy shit that night yeah you you kind of meet uh samantha smith's eyes and she like is really into it so we need to find out more mr freeman and i were talking about starting a business we were going to start some kind of security consulting business and i was hoping when the major comes here from the union army gregory would talk to him about official government positions for the law but i think if we announce our business tomorrow, maybe we can say that Mr. Weaver is a client's inquiry. Uh, we need to find out more about him on request of a client who had bad business dealings with him. Yes, I look at Gregory. Sure, if you want to, you know, try to draw him out like that. What do you all think? Is that a little too on the nose? That sounds awfully dangerous. Having a man who's doing shady dealings and who injures people in a way that we can't even quite comprehend. And your idea is to just go out and say, well, we're looking into you because someone's asked about it. Don't you think that's going to immediately incite his wrath? It's uh, <laughs> It worked before for me. And I just like look at her all intently. <laughs> and at this point, Gregory, we'll just say, and could the people you dealt with before make people's eyes explode by mention- I- talking about their name? And I just look at him for a second, deadpan. No, but similar. <laughs> <laughs> There's evil in this world, Gregory. Evil that yes, we can't stop them. And the best way to go about it is to make sure you don't just blunder, blunder blindly into danger. 
And there's this a moment. The last thing we need is to find you floating on the river now, isn't it? And there's a moment where like he looks at her and he like set like I don't know is he is he wrong in sensing that there's caring in that statement? Well, I mean, she obviously cares about him. She's just, okay. you know, yeah. she's saying well, it because I mean, she's so angry. He's being so stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a moment where he kind of stops and he gently looks at her and then he like nods his head and he looks back at Gregory and then at her and at Russ. And so what are other ideas we have? So Gregory says, how about this? We 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 get we go to see the major on Saturday. We get like a law office set up and then we start basically say, you know, Okay, all the deputies. We start going around, introducing ourselves, you know, making sure you know, to say, "Hey, you know, got a law problem. We're we're here now." And so then we like like try to like make it seem that we're looking into everybody's suspicions, not just Cornelius Weaver. So that way, like you know, it'll seem like it, he's just one of the people we're looking. At. We're not we're not just looking for him specifically. We could look also to get any other clientele and just say, Hey, we're open to business. I'm willing to take other cases too. As Russ speaks. That too. Yes. I like that. Yes. Mm. I look at Miller, Miss sister Miller for a second. I'm like, you were doing looking into this on your own too. Yes. How did you find out about this lavender lady? It was actually completely by accident. I wanted to sort of investigate the local areas and see if I could assist women with my medical expertise. I went into the silver dollar. I asked Carol, who was the woman in charge of the ladies, if there was anything I could provide and if there were any sick girls there. And that's how I came across Lavender. I would just say, be careful if you plan to go there again, because, well, who knows what Terman is going to tell people. And if they've seen you with me, they may be wary of you too. Yes. Don't worry about me. I go there completely disguised. I just kind of like <laughs> raise an eye about that. Um, Monica, could I get a an idea roll for you? That's just your straight intelligence. Sixty one out of eighty. You do recall in your investigations uh, that this is all crazy, anyways. So, what's one more step of crazy? It might be possible if such things were possible for someone who is powerful enough, maybe, to completely change the way this person looks. So, really. It could be anyone. Oh, man. Then that would mean I'm outing myself as to what I've been doing. Ooh. <laughs> okay. So uh, Sister Margaret is going to look very sheepish and embarrassed for the moment. And she's going to say, uh, Mr. Smith, uh, could I possibly talk to you in private for a moment? Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure, sure, sister. She's going to pull him aside and uh, kind of uh, whisper to make sure no one around, even, you know, if anybody's kind of trying to listen in and say uh, that book I gave you earlier today. Well, it just so happens that one of those silly things that were written in the back of it was a, a spell of sorts to uh, change one's appearance. Now, I'm not saying that that's what could possibly happen here, but well, it just seems very strange that this book has a sort of reputation for having power of the occult, that such a spell were in that book. And I'm, I don't know, maybe I'm just thinking of silly things, but if such things were real and this book has made its way around town before the pirate had a hold of it, I don't know who did. What if this Cornelius gentleman 
can change his appearance at will? What if the person you saw with that name isn't the same person that everybody else sees, which is why they have such a hard time recalling him? Gregory will sort of just at that point, his, the, his, the back of his neck starts pricking again, and he's, he's like turns to like give a suspicious like glance at like the group of men, like you know Gregory, I mean uh, Jorn, and all the rest. Could the two and of you make just, me some sanity rolls, please? I knew, I knew it. Oh God! If I go on crazy because of you, Margaret. <laughs> I failed. Eighty-seven out of fifty-two. I made it twenty-seven. So, um, Margaret, maybe you're voicing this because you're feeling quite a bit paranoid over that. So could you lose a D3 of sand, please? Two points lost. And lost and gone forever. That brings me down to 50. So this paranoid, um, like, thought kind of, like, pervades your mind as the two of you kind of look back and see the the rest of the adults of your group kind of chattering and talking about whether they believe you or not or what could possibly be going on as you wait pretty much through the night no one really sleeps at night and the sun of the sun um eventually comes up and does does we lose any sand for that or because i I didn't make it you make it you made it okay yes so the sun eventually does come up and it's daybreak again like the kids are all way too giddy to sleep. Um, like you see, you notice like Johan kind of walking around doing his best to like keep awake and stay like vigilant. And he like, even Mark takes a turn um, with the pistol because it makes him feel more like a man. And I it's a, it's a rather uneventful night. Um, do you have any plans for this week um, up until Saturday? Uh, uh, okay, I think Gregory will look at the book. <laughs> Goodbye, Sand. Sandy, you were nice when you lasted. At first, he at first he was like didn't really want to think about. It. Then after Sister Margaret told him about the spell, he's like, "Oh, I got it. Of course, now I got to check it out just to, just to see, just to get an idea of what we're dealing with." Uh, so, so you unwrap, yeah, you unwrap the parcel of newspaper and find this thin leather, um, it's covered um, book talking about the my journey into the ninth circle by the famed occultist Herschel Bookman, and I mean I'm not going to readdress all the same um, things that I did with uh, Monica, but yeah, it's basically are you just going to try to power through it in a couple days? I think he'd, he'd more like take a pick a selection and read. Yeah, he'll, he'll like you know, he'll first first like you know, probably like first flip for like for where the spells are. Then he'll like sort of like peek around and just be like, okay, it's, and then once he discovers how bad it's written, he'll just be like, ooh. So you see exactly what Margaret was um, talking about when you get to the uh, spell called the body wrap, the body warping of Golgoroth. Um, there's also the spells um, Call the Crawling Chaos and like some talk about um, an ability that the author calls uh, psychometry where users are able to learn 
um, secrets by touching the objects. Um, the story of the man who's searching for the one true path to enlightenment. Um, sections include Journey into the Orient, Secrets of Arabia and the Himalayas, Lessons from the Dark Continent, and Blood Rituals of the Aztec. Um, the the last two we've already read, but um, Journey into the Orient and Secrets of Arabia and the Himalayas um, have not been read into the record yet. Uh, do I dare curse you, Margaret, for doing this to me? Ah. Uh, uh. Yeah, I think he would be at least intrigued by the Himalaya part just because he likes the word Himalaya. <laughs> he's, a, he's a blacksmith from Chicago in the 1800s. He's never heard of the Himalayas before. It sounds exotic. All right. Would you like to read it into the record? I just posted it into the chat. All right. Secrets of Arabia and the Himalayas. And as I left the safety of the Banu Hakim, learning all I could of their secrets, all I, I climbed upon the forbidden slopes of the Tibetan mountains. There, under the midnight sun, I met with the Buddha and we fought. Now I may not be able to claim victory against this formidable monk. I can boast that twice my blows had smote smite him off his sacred perch, and once caused his holy sandal to fall and come lost among the chasms. Uh, so, sorry, any Buddhists out there? <laughs> and some... Yes, uh, Herschel Buckman is well known for his pretension. Exactly. Of course, Gregory doesn't know any of that. He's just like, "Ooh, cool-ish." Too bit too many fancy words, but I sort of see what he's going for. Now, um, Margaret and Gregory, so having a little bit more insight to what is going on now and at least the inkling that magic might be real in some sort, do either of you feel like you might want to learn the spells? Yes. I think I don't think Gregory would he'll, be... he'll, he'll, I think, sorry. No, you go ahead. I don't think Gregory will, will want to learn how to use it. I think he will like just sort of peek at the spells and just, like try to see if, okay, is there anything that says how to identify it? That's about the extent of how he'll go. Don't, don't make, don't, he might eventually decide to learn, but not yet. Sure. Um, for yours, Gregory, can you roll me a cult? Okay. 47 out of five so no that that failed i mean you could push it but it's up to you yes i'll just spend the 40 of my luck to get no i'm not i'm not i'm not that desperate yet okay i'm saving that luck for when the beast comes to try to eat my face well and then my soul i mean kind of think about it logically like you wouldn't be able to tell like if someone actually did the body warping of Golgoroth correctly you shouldn't be able to tell. They'd so be yeah, no, he's just, yeah, he's just like, oh, well. Dang, Someone, what kind of magic would be? What kind of come with, like, and then your hand, left hand turns purple or something. Yeah, like psychometry, like, it might seem like if someone touches your wedding ring, they might seem more to you like uh, mind reading. So that's like another 
tough one to tell. And like call the crawling chaos. I mean, if the world ends, that's a good sign, but like you're having troubles without actually learning the spells, trying to, you know, like find evidence from them being done. Now, Margaret, which one would you like to try to learn? I think I'm trying to think of Margaret right now. She is very paranoid that the person that they're trying to look for may be in the house and the fact that she hasn't slept and she's seen, you know, kind of what happened with Carol and hearing what happened with Bjorn and Gregory. If the person's in the house, they could do a lot of damage to people that she loves. So she would be interested in using that same spell to kind of shape shift into someone that can go around unseen because if she, Gregory and Bajorn are asking the questions, they're the three that are going to have the targets on their heads. So she would be interested in shifting into a completely different person that just kind of blends into the background and can maybe spot someone behaving strangely. Sure. Um, let's make a couple rolls. Can you roll me your intelligence straight up and your occult? Two separate rolls. So intelligence, I got 71 out of 80. Occult, I definitely did not pass. I got a 93 out of not 93. Okay. Would you yeah. would you care to uh push the roll? Is that the one where if I fail a second time, something horrific happens? Yes, but we would discuss the the horror beforehand. Hmm. Yeah, I'll do it. My occult is 40. Maybe I'll get lucky. <laughs> but I did not get lucky with 87. All right. Um, so you think you absolutely got it. Um, however, there is the like if you did step by step at what what the the tones and the um rituals that the book says you think if this was a real thing that you could do it so basically i think yeah, that i'm think, disguised but i'm not you no you, you think you know how to do the spell perfectly okay <laughs> all right so i guess um she would well, she didn't bring her, hmm, hang on, give me a second. She had her bag packed with her. All her important belongings would be in the bag, meaning her journal would be there as well. So she, the spell she would have transcribed into it, so she wouldn't need to borrow the book back from Gregory. So I'm thinking, yeah, she would take her journal out of her bag. And while everyone is kind of waking up, she would kind of shuffle off and try to perform it. And where are you getting the spell components? If you recall, the body warping of Golgoroth involves eating a human eye. Well, it just so happens <laughs> that I recall that um, Bjorn said that a man's eye was kind of exploded. I imagine she would have asked Gregory where Bjorn and him kind of had that interrogation happen. And she would try to go to that location to see if she could scrape up parts of the exploded eye. Would you like to make me another idea roll? Sure. 13 out of 80. Hey, there's some uh, some eye bits in your wash basin right now, actually. Mmm, soupy. I'll go get some. All right. Uh, Bjorn, do you have any um, other plans for the rest of the week until it is the day of the fair? 
other than just working with like Freeman and Gregory to like come up with a pitch to this major, you know what I mean? And sure. Other than that, yeah. Yeah, like um uh Russ kind of says, well, maybe if we can collectively put some money together and build like a like a storefront or like a home base um yeah. on the land you already purchased, it might like make you seem more legit. Yeah, we would probably be doing that throughout the week, you know, just yeah. kind of yeah, some of the um, drovers could um, help you, but however, um, it would mean that your own house again would get neglected a little bit. I'll just sleep in there. <laughs> that what we're building, you know. Honestly, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like we'll stay in there. So, yep, doing the public some good. All right. Well, um, next few days pass without a whole lot of incident. There's probably a lot of paranoia amongst your group. Um, just waiting for some sort of like repercussions of what happened, but nothing actually happens. And after a few nights, like exhaustion kind of makes you fall asleep and you kind of almost slide back to a normal routine again. Um, you could see uh, uh, in the days before preparations for the festival festival are being put up. Like there's, um, some local craftsmen are there uh, to put together like a like a floor and people to for people to do dance on and they hang some lanterns um, from some platforms and you know there's like more people um, who have been arriving from who are new settlers and they're you know people are greeting them and. Amongst the uh, group of settlers, you notice there's just, you know, a small man, probably Middle Eastern descent, uh, starts to set up his tent, sees some sort of like, uh, you know, some sort of salesman of some, um, some sort, and he puts up his tent, and there's a sign next to it saying that he offers wondrous items for sale, Hair loss remedies, vigor supplements. Um, he goes by the name of uh, Professor Black, and he's um, just rumors are going through town of just the wonderful, like amazing light shows that he's been putting on just as sneak peeks for the fairs for him. So the uh, the group of you um, Saturday morning eventually make your way in, and there's already. A lot of uh, festivities are being put together. Um, you noticed uh, you know, Father Noss has even, uh, like, you know, loosened his collar a little bit and brought brought along a fiddle. And the, you know, a lot of the nicer, well-behaved um, prostitutes are allowed out to mingle with a lot of the workers. If you like the style and feel of Missouri Crossing, then you'll like Diluted. Set in 1848, Deluded follows a coterie who have set themselves to find out who is behind a mysterious tonic that plagues the kindred society of Victorian England. 